Welcome aboard. It's time to pick up your wave or your boarding right out into the waves. See if you can catch that sales pipeline as it's curling over the horizon. With the and, and I'm proud to say with the newest Minnesota Vikings fan here, since the Seattle Seahawks aren't in it, we're, Matt Hines has decided to switch over to my team, the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm had, happy to have my board here. <laughs> Thanks for the assumptive close. <laughs> I, uh, I noticed you are you are wearing your Minnesota Twins hat today, yes, right, so exactly. uh, clearly representing. I don't know, you know, the twi- the, the Vikings uh, would be the first team in NFL history to to have a Super Bowl home game if I they know. can win the next two games. Wouldn't if they win this exciting? weekend and then win the weekend after, that would be really exciting. That would. Um, now you know, I mean, you made the mistake earlier about picking up the wave as opposed to picking up the board. But did you know? <laughs> did you know that Kelly Slater, who is a who is a World legendary class, professional yes. surfer, yeah. he has created a in the in the in the Nevada desert. He has created a wave machine. He has created this. He, he has really? created a machine that basically it's this large artificial <laughs> body of water, and he basically it's like this large weight. <laughs> it just slowly goes through the water and create, and you can dial it in. You can say, "I want a big, wa- big wave, small wave. I want," and he, so you can customize the wave, and it just—it's the perfect manufactured wave. Did you know that? I didn't know that, and I think that's where you should hold your next uh, sales retreat with all your yeah. Staff. The next sales pipeline radio. When we start doing live shows, we're <laughs> going to do it from Kelly Slater's wave machine. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Perfect. There you go. All right. People probably tuning in for the first time to Sales Pipeline Radio are like, what the hell show is this? <laughs> exactly. What are they going to talk right. about sales here? <laughs> Let's get back on topic. So thank you, everyone, for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, for those of you listening to us live on the Lead uh, Funnel Network, appreciate you joining us. We are here live every Thursday at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you're joining us live, we know more, people, more and more people are doing that every week. If you're joining us from the podcast, thank you as well. You can subscribe to make sure you don't miss a single episode at the Google Play or iTunes Store. And every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio, past, present, and future, always available at salespipelineradio.com. Every week, we are featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today is no different, Paul. We are. This is episode number 99. This is the last of the double-digit episodes next week. We set a milestone for Sales Pipeline Radio. But to uh, celebrate uh, number 99, very excited to have with us today Alex Terry. He is the CEO of Conversica. They are a leading company in the B2B space doing some some really impressive stuff we're going to talk about here on uh, in artificial intelligence for sales and marketing organizations. But uh, first of all, Alex, thanks so much for joining us today on Sales Pipeline Radio. Oh, let's uh, bring him on again. Terry, are you there, uh, Alex? I sure am. Okay, sorry uh, about Alex, that. Alex, well, thanks so much for joining us today. Sales Pipeline Radio, excited to talk about uh, artificial intelligence and what it does within uh, sales and marketing. But if, first, just let people know, what, what does Conversica do? I mean, I, you know, obviously, I've spent some time on the website, but talk in layman's terms about where, where you focus in the sales and marketing space. Absolutely, Matt, and such a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, so Conversica, as you might expect from the name, uh, we look at ourselves as the leader in conversational AI for business. And uh, we think we're the only provider for AI-driven lead engagement and marketing software. And we target marketing and sales organizations. And when I say we're the, the leader here, part of that is because we built this conversational AI platform and used it to create AI assistance. And uh, we deploy these AI assistants using a, a SaaS model, software as a service model, to help solve very specific business problems. Flagship service is our AI sales assistant, and that AI sales assistant becomes part of our customer's sales or marketing team. 
mean by that is that AI assistant, um, she or he has a name, a title, an email address, a phone number, and using AI technology, that AI assistant automatically contacts, engages, qualifies, and follows up with leads using natural two-way conversations in email or SMS until that lead converts into an opportunity and we would introduce it, that lead to a human salesperson or that lead opts out. And we speak multiple languages up and running in 13 countries. And, um, and it's not a, just a science experiment. I mean, this is a real business. We have a, well over 1,000 companies that use Conversica. We have about 200 employees here. We've been doing this about seven years and we've, we've reached out to over 40 million leads on behalf of our, of our customers. And so, well, it's absolutely a real business, a real business that has uh, taken uh, quite a bit of money in venture funding as well and has been growing, as you mentioned, just you know, some great customer momentum. I, I want to spend some time today talking about the uh, sales effectiveness report that you guys uh, just published, your third annual version of that. But I, I want to I spend a little bit of time talking about artificial sale or artificial intelligence in sales and customer engagement because I, you guys are clearly, you guys are leading the space in the area and clearly proving that this works with the customer volume you have. I think a lot of people that aren't yet on the wave there uh, are you know kind of sometimes wonder and worry that there isn't really you can't really bridge the gap between artificial intelligence and creating authenticity in conversations right so the people worry that a bot can't quite can't nearly replace a human interaction from a personalization authenticity standpoint uh, give give some people some insights or some examples of how that has actually worked well and how that is really sort of authentically helping people scale the kind of conversations they want to have with their customers and prospects and you, you raise a really important point, Matt, and, and I know you and the folks at Heinz Marketing have really focused on personalization, having these really personalized messages, frankly, just work better. And so one of the ways that we think about it is AI is really the only way that you can have mass personalization. And when we think about it like, what would you like your best SDR to say on their best day and then how do you do that every single day, thousands of times, you know, a week or a month, and sort of always bring your A game on those communications. And, and part of our uh, methodology using the four Ps is to try to define what are the best practices, and then how do you implement those best practices every time and uh, close what we call the, kind of the compliance gap, so the gap between no knowing what the best thing you should say is and being able to actually do it every time or almost every time. And back to your point, having really personalized messages work better. And I'll give you a specific example. Let's say someone stops by um, your, your trade show, your booth at a trade show. And for most companies, you might follow up with that lead maybe the next week or maybe not at all. But hopefully you follow up, you know, the next week with, and you might write a, people might cut and paste a standard message. But if, you know, your best SDRs might say something like, uh, you know, hey, dear customer, thanks so much for, again for stopping by our booth at Dreamforce last Tuesday afternoon. It was great talking with you. And then go go from there. Or if, if that lead came into, let's say, a webinar. You know, the automated response might be, you know, thanks for, dear customer, thanks for attending the webinar. But it would be better to say, you know, hey, Matt, thanks again for attending our webinar on lead engagement software 
earlier this afternoon and and then reference the specific thing you did in that first message and then every other message in the sequence. You know, again, it's very personalized, you know, mentioning activities that you've done, both, mm -hmm. you know, to refresh your memory and also to, frankly, avoid getting into a spam folder. Like if you get a message calling you by name, referencing something you just did, you know, that's not a spam email. You're like, yeah, I, I did just go to that webinar, and it was, that was a pretty good webinar, and I do have some questions. So well, personalization yeah. is really important, as you've highlighted many times on your show. Yeah, it's it's super important, and I and I actually think that you know an artificial intelligence tool can often do a better job of personalization and a more authentic job than you know than than in than sales reps. And I think that that's the sort of the dirty little secret. We assume that people can do this on their own, and I think you and I have both probably been on the receiving end of of, of terrible attempts to personalize, or 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 the opposite, which is. Everybody gets the same email from the sales rep saying they just want 15 minutes of our time with no personalization, no customization at all, no context uh, built in, and that just doesn't work. And so the, the ability to drive real personalization and do it consistently in a, in a more standardized way that delivers real authentic, authentication and results, I think that, that to me, that is one of the big opportunities with artificial intelligence. You, you referenced the four Ps, and I want to talk a little bit about that with this uh, sales effectiveness uh, report that you guys did. It's the third annual report on sales effectiveness that Conversica has published. And you talk about the four Ps here. Uh, can, can, you, can you outline what the four Ps are and why those have emerged as particularly important parts of lead engagement? Absolutely. And so we look at the four Ps as promptness, personalization, persistence, and performance. And uh, our CMO, Carl Landers, uh, kind of coined the term of the four Ps, a little bit relating back to some of the four Ps in you know, marketing classes in business school and, and uh, undergrad. But we think it's a really helpful way of thinking about best practices for lead engagement. And we can just go really quickly through. Um, and this isn't our this isn't only our own research. You know, many other companies have, have spent time understanding just what works best. And like, there's pretty clear benchmarks here. And so the first P, promptness, like other companies as well as, as, as Conversica have identified that if you rep reply quickly or promptly to a request for information, you're more likely to engage with that prospect. And so if you get back to someone within the first five minutes, you know, it's better than the first hour, but the first hour is better than the first 24 hours and so on. If you can, if someone's, you know, at their desk or at home and are interested in your company, they fill in a form like, tell me more. If you get back to them within five minutes, you might catch them while they're still there or certainly while they're still thinking about it. So promptness is pretty obvious, I think. Personalization, we just talked about it. Having an autoresponder is better than nothing, but a very personal message that relates to the thing they just asked about uh, or the thing that they've done is going to get you better results. Um, persistence, this is a really important one. There's a lot of research that shows uh, when you're replying to like an inbound lead in particular, you're going to want to follow up, you know, five to eight times to maximize the chance of setting a sales meeting. And it's, um, you know, a lot of studies have proven that you're just going to get better results by following up multiple times at the right time interval, like at the right cadence. Um, but still, a lot of companies just don't do that. And the last P is for performance. And it's really, um, especially in an email, it's 
how do you make sure you get in the inbox, not get stuck in the spam filter? Or when you're sending an SMS message, how are you getting permission to send that and be able to, to send that text message? It's really about doing all the, the things kind of behind the scenes to increase the performance and chance of, of landing that message in a way and a time that someone's going to respond to it. So those are, at a very high level, those are the four Ps. And, of course, in the, the study we, we released, there's more details on each of these. Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to have to take a break here in, a, in a couple, just a couple of minutes, but quick follow-up on the, the issue of promptness. Um, you know, I think the, some people assume that being too prompt may actually be a little bit creepy. Uh, is there any rules around when to be prompt and when to not worry about getting in touch with someone in the first minute? Or has your research found that fairly universally it's, you know, it actually stands out and is impressive to prospects when you do uh, reach out uh, you know, sooner than later? So that's a great question, Matt. And so we, and so like a lot of answers, I want to couch it that um, when you're dealing with B to C or B to B verticals and across, we we support over a dozen different industry verticals at Conversica. But we've done a lot of research. I talked about reaching out to 40 million leads, over 300 million messages through the platform. Gives us a big data set to to fine tune and do a lot of A/B testing. And so, but the quick answer is. We tend to target a window of between three and six minutes after that lead has taken an action. So you're right. We don't, even though the software could instantly send back a message, that would seem a little creepy. Um, and so we tend to target a three to six minute window as what tends to work best and, you know, not, not seem creepy. But we, want, we don't want to wait too long because then they might have moved on to another project, another task, or they might have closed their browser or, or left their desk or whatever it might be. We're going to have to take a quick break here on Sales Pipeline Radio, pay some bills. When we come back, more with Alex Terry. He's the CEO of Converska. If you like what you're hearing, want to learn more about the company or get a copy of their uh, pipeline performance report, talking about the four Ps, you can go to conversica.com, and we'll have a link to that in our show notes as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem, and it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, let's pick it back up with uh, Matt and his guest. Matt being the one person I know, maybe the only person I know, whose intelligence is not artificial. <laughs> I, uh, uh, oh man! I, if I'm the only person you know, I don't. I've got all kinds of questions. For you, well, I'm just uh, trying to, you know, tie it together here with today's topic. Here, 
Oh, Lordy. Uh, so, uh, well, thank you again for joining us and coming back on Sales Prime Radio. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is episode number 99. Next week, we are, we are going to be celebrating uh, episode number 100, our special guest, former President Barack Obama. No, I'm kidding. That's not oh, wow. Wow. I know, Wouldn't that be great? Uh, next week, uh, actually, it's pretty close. We've got uh, Lauren Patrick. She is the chief storyteller for Terminus. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about what her company's doing, but really I want to talk about the importance and impact of storytelling uh, as a function, as a medium, as an art within B2B. Should uh, we bring, like, cocoa and little uh, marshmallows? Is it going to be story time on... Uh, not that kind of, not kind of storytelling, no. I thought, But I think, you know, to that point, yeah, I think too often in B2B we assume that we are, you know, building, selling the buildings. And the last time I checked, buildings don't write checks. People do, right? So, you know, and we like stories. We like to hear stories. I mean, I can't, you know, how many times do you go to a conference and you get up, you know, some, the presenter gets up on stage if they say some version of, well, let me start by telling you a story. Like laptops go down, phones go down, people lean in, people pay attention to stories. And if stories have a great finish, have a great story, you know, have a great message and can lead to a, a message. I mean, you look at some of the best presenters, some of the best writers, uh, you know, on the conference circuit, they, they talk in stories. And so the idea of focusing on stories in B2B. I'm really excited. Couldn't be happier to have Lauren Patrick join us next week for episode number 100 for Sales Pipeline Radio. But today I want to spend a little more time talking with Alex Terry. He's the CEO of Conversco. We're talking about artificial intelligence in business and in sales in particular. And we, uh, we right before the break, we were talking about the four P's that are highlighted in their third annual sales effectiveness uh, report. And I'd, I'd love to go a little further into this. I think persistence is another place where I think a lot of companies fall down. You know, you've got you're delivering regular leads to a sales organization. Uh, they do a great set of follow-up perhaps for the first round, maybe a phone call, maybe a voicemail. Maybe there's some research that goes in to personalize that. And then you ex- we expect them to continue to follow up with those leads. And we know that continued follow-up up to a certain point increases yield. But then tomorrow we're going to give them a whole set of brand-new leads. And then next week a whole new set of brand-new leads. And so even with some sales engagement tools, you know, polite and per, and professional and and personalized persistence. Well, that's a lot of peace. Uh, it, it, that really is what separates the winners from the losers in terms of lead management and lead conversion. You know, talk a little bit about how important AI is in shortcutting the steps uh, in a good way to make that persistence possible. Well. So, Matt, you're, you're, first of all, you're absolutely right, and you're really underlining a, a number of challenges that almost every marketing and sales team face, right? And so you're absolutely right. These marketing organizations spend a lot of money to generate these leads, and then someone has to turn those leads into paying customers, and that's usually the sales team. And there's a lot of manual work in that funnel, right? And so what, you, what we often see just as you described, is leads come in, and then most organizations do a pretty good job of having, you know, following up with those leads. But as you mentioned, they, you get more leads the next day. And they typically do a pretty bad job at consistently following up to maximize the amount of leads that turn into sales appointments. And so we, we see a lot of finger-pointing and frustration where marketing teams are, you know, frustrated that the sales team aren't following up quickly enough or thoroughly enough or aren't following up as many times as they would like. And therefore, they're leaving some money on the table in terms of marketing ROI. And you also, on the other side, you see some finger pointing saying from the sales team saying, hey, marketing, you're giving us low-quality leads or you're, uh, 
too many leads that aren't really thoroughly vetted, and you're kind of wasting our sales team's time. And so we at Conversica help bridge that gap between marketing and sales by doing exactly what you described, it's having those personalized messages with the right number of follow-up attempts over the right cadence, and that does vary dramatically from company to company or industry vertical to industry vertical. And so we, we feel like we've solved that gap there between the handoff, between marketing and sales, and we're going to just ultimately generate more sales meetings out of a population of leads than just a human team alone. And um, and we think that's, that's worth a lot of money. It's worth a ton of money. I think that, you know, if companies that sort of do the napkin math on that and figure, okay, if I can do a little more persistence, if I can reach a lot more of our prospects. I mean, I look at this, you know, if I, as I read through the research, you know, for the third year in a row, it looks like the automotive industry has the highest rating of promptness. And, and it, but it's relative. Like only 28% of auto dealers that in your poll you know, followed up with incoming leads within five minutes, and then it just goes down from there. So of the remaining 62 or 72% of companies, uh, how you know, I wonder how many of them actually know they're leaving money on the table. How many of them know what their promptness level is and what their personalization level is and their, and their persistence level, and how many of them have even done the math and the, to understand the opportunity cost they're leaving on the table by not addressing these challenges? It's a great question. I think very few companies actually audit their own performance. Right? People make an assumption that if humans, you have, you have smart people doing a good job, and you just assume that they're going to uh, follow the policy and that they're going to consistently do what you, what you expect and what you want them to do. And very few organizations actually do like a secret shopper, like what we do, and go periodically audit themselves. And mm -hmm. this really started three years ago when we were out talking with a lot of companies and we were explaining to them that our AI software did a more thorough job at really in contacting, engaging, qualifying, uh, and then you know, following up with those leads. And we wanted to generate some data, just how big was the problem and how widespread was the problem. That, that kicked off our first sales effectiveness study. And we've now done this three years, most, most recently, this third year, which we just announced, 866 different businesses across... 13 or 14 different industry verticals. And this year, we uh, and the way the study works is we contact a company. as uh, We basically hired a number of researchers who contact companies and present themselves as a very interested buyer. And we, give, we say, we're interested in buying whatever, like, hey, hey Comcast, we, you know, we're interested in buying Infinity, or if it's an education company, we want to sign up for your education classes. Here's my phone number. Here's my email address please have someone get back to me. And then we sit back and we, and we track what they do. We see how fast did they respond. Did they respond by phone or did they respond by email? How, how personalized was that message? How many times did they follow up and in what, using what channel? Uh, and then we score them on like how, the quality of their, of their personalization. Um, did it, if they sent an email, did it get stuck in a spam folder? Did it not? And we actually use third-party tools um, to help score some of these things. And what's uh, and this year, one of the changes is we actually followed up with every single company twice. Uh, in the past, um, we'd, we'd go back to these companies and said, you know, you didn't follow up even a single time to a direct request from a lead. And sometimes the company would say, well, you got us on a bad day. Oh, that must have come in on a Friday after 3 o'clock. Or they, they had some excuse like, 
It was just sort of a one-off. We just got unlucky. So this year, for every one of these 866 businesses, we contacted them twice, different days of the week, different times of the day, and you would expect that would actually help them get better results. But we generally saw slightly worse results this year. And uh, I'll yeah. give you one stat to, to start off, which is about 38% of those 866 businesses did not reply at all to a direct request from a prospective customer. And that's just a mind-blowing statistic. And that's pretty consistent with the previous two years, by the way. It's about a, about a, third, a little over a third in the previous two years. But this year, 38%. As the CEO of a company, man, that makes my blood pressure go up. But you imagine that if someone came in and specifically asked to be contacted, that we just wouldn't even would have the courtesy to, to reach out to them at all. I just, you know, it's almost hard to, it's hard to believe. Well, and as we record this episode here today, you know, it's the beginning of January, it's the beginning of Q1, it's the beginning of 2018, and a lot of companies are looking at the number they have to hit and trying to figure out, you know, what do we do to get to that number? What do we do to get enough opportunities? And, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of companies are looking at just buying more leads, buying more media, getting more at the top based on existing conversion rates. And, boy, if, if only 38% uh, if 38% of companies did not respond to a direct inquiry, that tells me that there's an awful lot of optimization uh, on the table. Uh, boy, I, so you know, I know we're going to run out of time here. Just one more quick question before before we go. Just want to make sure people go conversica.com. Uh, scroll down the page. You'll find a link to get a copy of the uh, the sales effectiveness research. Uh, really want to thank our guest, Alex Terry, CEO of Conversica, for joining us today. Alex, last question for you that we always ask our guests related to sort of sales and marketing is as you've, as you've grown up in the business, I mean, you've, you've been running companies and, and, uh, and selling companies for a long time. Uh, who are some of the people or what are some of the sources of information that have been most valuable to you that you've learned the most from? I mean, typically we'll ask this relative to sales and marketing, but in your case, relative to sales, marketing, business development, and leadership, who are the, the authors, the mentors, the speakers that have had the biggest impact on your professional growth? Well, first and foremost, I got to list, you know, Heinz Marketing. I, let me tell you, I've been following. Like, yeah, I don't know if you realize this, Matt, but I've been following you for a couple of years on social media. And one of the things that that we at Conversica and I personally like is you really do focus on delivering measurable results. And and I feel like you're like a data scientist at heart, right? I mean, like we're an AI company. We have a lot of AI AI and data science geeks here, um, but. Uh, we're kindred spirits in that regard. But in addition to that, so we, we look at, um, we, we work with a number of different analysts. For example, uh, Alona Hansen is, is someone that we've, we've paid a lot of attention to. And, and so we look at different case studies, right? So mm -hmm. Salesforce has been an incredibly successful company, and we, we pay attention to what, what they've done. We look at, you know, Marketo and Eloqua and others that have been in this space and really uh, created new subcategories in the industry, and we we uh, we try to stay up to date on on who's who's getting most effective on turn, turning uh, dollars into engaged leads and into closed one business, and so we try to help optimize that funnel. 
Awesome. Well, thank you again to Alex Terry, the CEO of Converska, for joining us here on Sales Pipeline Radio. If you like what you heard today, make sure you get a copy and share it with your team on salespipelineradio.com. We'll have a summary of this episode up on our blog at HeinzMarketing.com in a couple days. Join us next week, episode number 100. We will be featuring Lauren Patrick, chief storyteller for Terminus, talking about storytelling in B2B. we got to run on behalf of my great producer, Paul. This is Matt Heinz. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio.